welcome to another episode of the Current and Cast podcast. This isn't the same old political or review podcast. Instead, this podcast is about current events, sports, technology, life, and yes, whiskey. So pour yourself a good drink, or if you're driving or working, just imagine yourself doing so. And join me, Chad Hasty and Matt Martin, for this week's Current and Cask. Matt, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing excellent, Chad. Yeah? Oh, you doing, yeah. Are you doing well? Did you have a good week? I, I had a good week, yeah. I mean, uh, have you seen some of the stuff coming out? I'll tell you what came through the store today alone. All right. Was the uh, latest from Four Roses, their, uh, their high-end line. You know, the one that we only got two bottles of it. Right. But it came through my hands today. I will not be I will not be able to afford it, but if somebody who can afford it commits a murder, then I might be a suspect because my fingerprint will be on the bottle. Oh, very nice. <laughs> very nice. Very cool. That's I guess that's good. I don't know. You got to see the bottle at least. Uh, that's I got to hold the bottle. Congratulations. Not just see it. I, I held it in my yeah. hands. Oh, yeah. no, but this uh, Matt, is, put that, put, uh, put that away. This is allocation time of year. So I've seen a lot of great, great whiskeys come through um, yeah. right now. One that uh, is is fairly easy to get. And this is the only time of year it's easy to get is uh, if you like Redwood Empire, the Grizzly Beast is available right now. Uh, so you may look and see if you can find it. If you uh, just just to give you some. Uh, the, the Redwood Empire, people really like the Redwood Empire stuff, but everything they do is kind of a blend that they get from other companies. But the Grizzly Beast, and I believe it's called the Rocket Top, are both um, from their own distillery. It's the only thing they do every, all year from their distillery, and this is the third batch from that just came out, and... I mean, I'm seeing stuff that I never even heard of that's just all allocated, and I have to look it up on my phone. I'm like, this one says it's good anyway, you know, but but who has the money to buy all that? Nobody. Yeah, yeah. Well, Matt, uh, tell everybody, of course, uh, if you're new to the podcast, welcome in. We're glad to have you uh, with us uh, listening to Current and Cask. We like to talk about current events and politics, and yes, we like to drink whiskey during the show, and mm. at the, uh, the very end of the podcast, we like to give just our thoughts, a little nice little review of uh, the whiskey that we are drinking. And uh, Matt, tell everybody, tell the uh, all the, the the caskers out there, if you will, what uh, what we're drinking. We are drinking High West High Country American Single Malt. Mm. So um, now apparently they've done different things with this in the past, including a, a peated version. I never had a peated version. I've only had fantastic things from this bottle. And I think I've had two or three of these. Uh, and this is, uh, you know, I, I bought this bottle from you after. Yeah. Uh, well, because you found two, you were able to get two of them. And you yeah. let me, you bought one and, and brought it to me. So, um, but uh, apparently it's a blend of whiskeys aged between two and eight years. And they distill it what they call on the grain, which I'd never heard of. Now, I'm getting all this out of Forbes, which means the barley is left in during fermentation, which is always done, 
and during distillation, which is not usually done, which is said to result in a heavier mouthfeel, which gives you more of that those oils, that, that kind of coating. Um, so anyway, that's uh, that's just a little bit of information. It Like I said, it is a, an American single malt, and that's kind of a, a thing that you're seeing more and more of. And I've found that I really, really like American single malts. Yeah. Uh, if you like... Um, a, a really good, sweet, not smoky scotch. Most American single malts are. Some of them have added things like mesquite smoke or something to try to give it some of that smokiness. But uh, some of the best things that have come out of Balcones, as uh, you've we've had some fantastic stuff that have been like one-offs. Almost yeah. all of their one-offs have been malts of some kind, and they are fan fantastic so um so yeah i really enjoy the american malts and i think i'm really gonna like this one i just opened the bottle just a few minutes ago so we'll find out all right so that's what we're having uh today it's the uh, high west high country that uh we're gonna be uh, having today and of course at the end of the uh, podcast we'll uh, do a uh, kind of a deep dive on it and uh a, a nice little review if you will on the High West High Country single malt that we have in uh, in front of us. For those who may not know, Matt is all the way in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. I'm in here in West Texas, in Lubbock, Texas. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Matt, I know you're looking forward to uh, finally the end of daylight saving time. Oh, man, it's bad. You're ready to fall back, no, aren't you? No, I'm not. I hate... <laughs> Changing and as you know, Chad, I've always been a f- fan of standard time. I like in yeah. in West Texas, in at night in the summer, it doesn't get dark until after ten o'clock. Yeah. It's crazy, but here it's the opposite. So regular time here, when they, you get rid of daylight savings time, it gets starts getting dark at four thirty in the afternoon in December. Four thirty. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's a little crazy. That's a little that's a little too much nighttime there. It's way too much nighttime. And it's too early that the sun comes up too. I mean, seriously. Who wants to be up at like, you know, six o'clock in the morning with the sun? Yeah. Well, the uh it's uh you know, so everybody will fall back at about uh, two AM on Sunday. Uh but hey, you get an you get an extra hour of uh sleep, right? I do. Well, not yeah. really, because well, the kids supposedly. no, the kids don't care. They don't. They're oh, not they're like. They're not like. Oh, oh my goodness! Do you see what time it is? I think I will sleep an extra. No, they don't do that. Yeah, and your dog, your new dog, will be in there going, "Hey, it's time to get up. Come on, yeah. let's go. It's daytime. It's daytime. Let's play. Come on." That's right. <laughs> I I don't know what to do. It's it's yeah. insane. You're I not just, a fan. Oh, never you're, been. You're very never anti. Been. You're 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 anti falling back. Uh, I'm anti you're, you're time anti. change. Period. Yeah. Let's get rid of it. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it either. I you know, just decide on the time. Just leave it. It's 2023. It's it's time, Matt. It, it's we don't need to change the clocks anymore. Now let's just let's just pick a time and stay with it now i don't know if uh, you remember this but nancy pelosi is one of the reasons why we don't have one time yeah because marco rubio got it passed through the senate 
on a technicality kind of thing where he threw it out there and he didn't receive any nays, so they threw it through when not very many people were there. Right. And they got they were like, wait a second, we what did we just vote for? But he got it through to yeah. Nancy Pelosi and she tabled it. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, unfortunate that that happened. That's uh, that that's that that's for sure. Very, she could have been a hero. She could have happened. She could have been a hero, Chad. She could have, but she didn't want to be. She just wanted to be her evil self, Matt. That's mm. uh, that's what she wanted to uh, wanted to do. I know it was uh, Satan speaking in her ear. Yeah, daylight Satan saving himself. time. It uh, they do warn people that uh, it can bring about uh, depression. Yeah, it's because it's darker, longer, and everything else. Heart attacks. I mean, it brings about all kinds of anxiety and horrible things. If you look at the, uh, what was it, the week afterwards, more people have heart attacks than they do any other time of year or something. I don't know. I'm not reading it right now, so don't quote me on that. But there's some like crazy statistics, and they're like, this is not healthy. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I, I think just. Leave everybody's sleep alone and uh, leave everybody's days alone. And I think people will be happy about that. Exactly. I mean, most people the will only, be happy about The only that. reason daylight savings time even exists is so that the uh, politicians can go golfing. You still believe that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you still believe that. Even though, uh, even, even though they could go golfing at any time because there's lights on uh, a lot of courses, Matt. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> just it's got to be the they've got to have some kind of reason, and I can't think of any reason other than that. They blame the farmers, and they'll the blame. Farmers have nothing to do with it. They blame global warming. Uh, they say yeah. that the farmers wanted it uh, so that it would match up with school times and whatnot. No, I mean, they've said all kinds of things, but farmers don't care. They wake no. up when they need to. They go to bed when they need to, and they work when they need to. They don't no. care. No, yeah. it has everything to do with those idiots at the top. And the only thing I can think of that they do besides scandalous things is golf. And so, yeah. you know, it, it's got to be the golf. What if they watch TikTok videos all day? Would it be TikTok's fault? Well, no, because nobody cares what time it is when you're watching TikTok videos. You fall into a That's black true. hole. Oh, you really do. You do. And time just slips away uh, when you're uh, when you're watching TikTok. Exactly. Uh, Let's see. Uh, I've got some interesting stories. Uh, it's been a fun week, uh, I gotta say. It's been a fun week. Uh, I don't know how your week is What did you do this gone. week, Chad? What's that? What did you do this week? Well, uh, I did uh, a, a few radio shows. Of course, did uh, did the the uh, the normal uh, evening show, five to seven p.m. Syndicated and, uh, uh, all over Texas. Yeah, uh, well, a in, lot of uh, Texas. Lubbock, Abilene, Wichita Falls, Amarillo. And uh, maybe to a, another town near you soon, uh, and so uh, you know it's been fun. Yeah, and we're uh, we're gonna be in Amarillo, not not uh, not not the the not November fourth, but on November eleventh, I'll be uh -huh. in Amarillo. They have a Knife Guys location there. Mm -hmm. They do, and uh, I'll be doing a special edition of the live show. Uh, for the uh, listeners in Amarillo. So at the Bushland location is where I'll be set up. I, I won't be there, though. Because I went, nah, to, I went to some of your, your, your nice Knife cool. Guys things. 
Yeah, it's going to be a nice little Benchmade knife event uh, that they uh, oh, they like to do. So Benchmade's nice. On, yeah, so on Saturday, November 4th, uh, I'll be at the Lubbock location, which is at uh, 66th and Milwaukee, and then uh, in Amarillo on the 11th. So back-to-back shows for uh, for Saturdays and uh, meeting and greeting all the people, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, the Bushland location of... Uh, the knife guys uh, on Saturday the 11th, and then after that, Matt, I'm, I'm looking at the calendar. This is how crazy uh, it is. Uh, you got I've got a week right on air, 13th through the 17th, right, and then I'm off for a week. It's it's Thanksgiving. How about that? It's gonna be here just like that. Yeah, my we're friend. we're still gonna drop a podcast over Thanksgiving, right? Uh, yeah, because Maybe. we'll be here. So yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll do a podcast. We can do that. Sure. That works. It, it may be, yeah, when we record it, maybe a little bit later, but yeah, we will, uh, we'll be able to do that. Well, I was just going to say, my we, parents, we, we can record it earlier too. We could. So here's what's going on for Thanksgiving. And then I'll get back to my, uh, get back to my week, but just, you know, real quick, uh, since this is our first Thanksgiving in the house. We were volunteered <laughs> by my wife's family to host Thanksgiving. Nice. I mean, have they moved on to the compound yet? No, not yet. Not yet. And so we're, we're hosting. Our, our place was volunteered. It uh, really not even volunteered. It was just told, you're hosting Thanksgiving this year. Congratulations. They're gonna and, they're gonna come uh, over and help you cook though, right? Yeah, I think everyone else is doing the cooking. Like I'm gonna cook a couple of things. There there are a few uh, there are a couple of things that I'm going to cook. But uh, yeah, like my father in law is gonna do the turkey, and then my wife's cousin's husband is gonna do another turkey because we we gotta have two turkeys. And then uh, I don't know who's mm. doing what sides or anything like that. I'm not in charge. But but here's the here's the uh, the fun thing, is that my parents are going to be coming in from DFW, nice, and uh, they're going to be doing Thanksgiving here at uh, at the house. Uh, they haven't even, they haven't seen your house yet, have they? They have once. Yeah, oh, okay. they've come in. They, they've come in once, and uh, so this is going to be the uh, uh, you know the you know the, the entire family. So I think we're going to have like thirteen thousand or fourteen people. Oh, uh, oh I thought the, it was going to be like house. thirteen thousand people. No, no, that'd be a lot of people, lot but of people. we got space. We'll, we'll throw some people out outside. You may have to may have to put on a jacket, but we got some space for people. All right, am I invited? Are you going to be here? No. Okay, well, th- well you're invited, yes. Well, great, I'm still, yeah. I can't go. Thank bring you. The kids. Thank you bring for, the in- kids. thank you for inviting Absolutely. me. Since you're going to be in Nashville, bring the kids <laughs> and the dogs too, and uh, they'll have a great time uh, out here. No, I'll, be I'll, beautiful. I will be there in December, though. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah, well, that's, that's we're, different. We're coming in the 13th of December. We'll be for about a week, so, okay. hey. Yeah. yeah, we'll be around. You'll have you, to come over. You better over. be around, because we're going to have to go uh, bourbon hunting together. Yeah, so, uh, so, so that's what's going on. But anyway, so this week, uh, in anticipation of all of that, I, I was just, I, I got totally sidetracked. Uh, sorry, folks. Uh, I'm looking at the calendar and going, my goodness, Thanksgiving is coming yeah. up fast. I'm not editing that, by the way. You shouldn't just keep it in. It's all staying. Uh, it's, 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 yeah, I, I'm just looking at the calendar, going, "My goodness, this thing is moving quickly." 
Uh, and it will be Christmas before you know it. So uh, start your holiday shopping now. Get the Christmas music going. Uh, all that kind of no, good stuff. No, Chad, no Christmas everyone music. Everyone knows no, that Matt loves Christmas no music. No Christmas music. And I already know you will not hear a Christmas open uh, here on this podcast. No, because I've got control Matt's of in it. charge of putting it all together. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this, though. This is the one nightmare that I'm going to have to live through at the store I work yeah. for. They start oh, Christmas music goodness. and they play it for a month. This is not I a few weeks. It's a it. month. Oh. oh, I can't wait. I I want updates on just your your my your, mental your blood level. Yeah, yeah my, sure. my mental capacity for dealing with life in general. Yeah. Oh, oh. I can't wait. It's terrible. Oh, that's going to be fantastic. I think oh, I'll, I'm, I'll the start day after using my Ball Humbug And there's Matt all day long. Are you going to have to wear like a Christmas sweater? No. No, but I, I've been hearing. So they use, um, what is it? Uh, uh, serious. They use this as serious, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, oh, holiday traditions. We're already hearing yes. commercials that they're going to start. I think it's next week. They're next gonna, week, yeah. They're going to start yeah. Christmas music. Christmas uh, actually, there's already one stations. station doing Christmas music. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, I think the classic Christmas music is uh, has already started. Just get ready, Matt. It's going to be all day. Uh, you're going to have to hear Christmas music. Oh, no. I love it. I think I think it's the best thing for you. <laughs> you think it's going to turn me around? It's going to make my heart grow a few sizes? No, I don't think so. I think you'll just have to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm fine with oh, that. It, no. This is like you being tortured. It is and, torture. And it's, it's, and here's what I'm going to love. They're going to come up with so many great bottles of whiskey that you can only look at. And you can only touch the bottles. You're right. That's exactly that's, what's happening. It's yeah, all, that, what, The first part of that's already happening. I mean, yeah, there's, there's, that's, that's, that, that's, that's what's going to be uh, a, a lot of fun. Uh, you're gonna, tell me this. Mm-hmm. You're, and you're going to you're gonna have to be honest on the podcast when this happens. When Mariah Carey's Christmas song oh. comes on. See, yeah, I knew you were going to bring that because that is the very worst Christmas song there is. Yeah, she's already tweeted it oh, out. Oh, I hate it. The night of Halloween, Mariah Carey was like, here, here you go. Here's uh, here's, here's me breaking down the uh, the, the, the Merry Christmas. Uh, of course she's going to break. It's the only thing that keeps her. It's the only thing that keeps her relevant right now. Number one, baby. Yeah, I know. It's re- it's she's insane. She's she's hasn't done the song what in twenty years, but it's number one. Just crazy. I, I don't crazy think she's done anything in the last people. twenty years except for go. Guess what? It's Christmas time. Mm-hmm. But and that, you know what? It's enough. Apparently, I respect, I respect it. I respect it a lot. And watch the so checks anyway, come in. Just, Enough about Mariah Carey and Christmas music. Matt's already drinking heavily. Uh, just thinking well, my about my glass Mariah is almost Carey gone. Matt's Matt's halfway through the bottle. Uh, so this week I, I had the uh, the big honor and pleasure of filling in for Mark Davis in Dallas on six sixty a.m. The answer, 
Uh, got to do that on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. First time filling in for him, which was uh, pretty cool, uh, given that I grew up listening to the guy. And uh, he's one of those that I have, uh, you know, that I, I kind of look to as a uh, as a mentor in the business and, uh, you know, somebody who uh, obviously has had a very, very good career, known as the Dean of Texas Talk Radio, uh, Mark Davis. And uh, so they reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to host the show? And yeah, uh, absolutely I do. Well, and, and, uh, and so Chad, it was a lot of fun. You actually have, I mean, you know, you've talked with him in the past. It's not like, yeah. I mean, but this is the first time you've actually hosted for him. Yeah, and I, I've been on his show. He's uh, he's been on mine, and then uh, when when I broadcasted from the Trump rally in Dallas years ago, uh, we actually did the show from his studios uh, there at Case Guy. And nice, so, nice studio. Oh yeah, he's got a nice studio. It's uh, it's nice. It's a little bit bigger than what uh, we have over at over at KFYO. A larger studio, just a little bit. Mm. But uh, you know, it's uh, it, it was a lot of fun. Had a lot of uh, a lot of good text messages and and phone calls. And what was kind of uh, funny about it is that uh, their text line is it, it kind of operates like it's at least uh, a little bit like ours uh, back in Lubbock where. Uh, we don't get as many calls anymore because everyone wants to text in. Well, the people in Dallas, they're the same way. They'd rather text in than call. And, oh, yeah. and so uh, we had a ton of text and had some great callers and uh, some great guests. And, uh, I, you know, I appreciate the uh, appreciated the opportunity to do it. And I think uh, we'll be we'll be doing it again in the future. Yeah. And all the love from Dallas there. Right yeah, about absolutely. the time that who won the World Series. Those Texas Rangers. Oh. I can't. I still can't believe the Rangers won the World Series. Were, were they even in the hunt? Like at the beginning of the year, were people going, "Oh, oh yeah, yeah, these guys might win"? So nobody. Uh, I mean, very few people. Very, very few people had yeah, the Rangers as a serious threat. Right. But the Rangers were one of the best teams. Almost the entire season, just about the entire season, the Rangers were one of the best teams in Major League Baseball. And then at the very end of the season, they started collapsing. I mean, just an absolute collapse. They lost the uh, the, the the division title to the Astros. And, uh, I mean, they had to work hard to even make the playoffs. And so what was amazing about this Rangers team is that they won 11 road games in order to win the World Series. It's never happened before. There's a lot of uh, It will probably never happen again because it's almost impossible to win every single road game. Now, I'm, I'm going to say this. The, yeah. uh, the Astros actually did better than Arizona against the, against, uh, the Rangers. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, I mean, if, if the World Series would have been the Astros-Rangers... From that standpoint, it would have been a much more entertaining World That'd Series. That been the greatest World Series of all time right there, Chad. I don't know about that. All but it, Texas it, it, all it, the time. It would have been absolutely crazy. Uh, Arizona, they they had their moments, but it was, uh, you know, it was something where the, you know, the Rangers were able to figure them out and figure them out pretty, uh, pretty well. And the Ranger bats were alive. And, uh, I mean, it was just it, when... 
you know, they, they lost uh, two of their players, Scherzer and, and uh, Dallas went down. Uh, and they just kept on playing, kept on hitting, kept on pitching. The bullpen held, which was everybody's fears that the bullpen was going to collapse for the it's Rangers. always and, everybody's uh, fear. It did not. And so uh, on uh, on Friday, the Rangers had their big parade in Arlington. There were uh, some people thought who thought it was going to be in Dallas. No. Uh, it was in Arlington where the Rangers play. And uh, it, it, get this, Matt. The, the school children uh, of North Texas, uh, the, the school children who live in and around Arlington, so uh, even Grand Prairie ISD, uh, had off on Friday so the school kids could go watch the Rangers at the parade. Oh, that's which fantastic. I, I, which is great, but I, I doubt many went to, no, the, to the actual parade. Well, this uh, is what I love about it, you know, because if Philadelphia wins anything, then the whole city burns. That did not happen in Arlington. No, no, uh, that did not happen. Uh, but uh, it it was very smart for the uh, the school districts to cancel classes because if you if you were a teacher or staff member or a student and you weren't a Rangers fan before this week, now you are because right. they give you a Friday off. How about that? Right, three day weekend. Thank you, Rangers. So I love it. What what happened to the Cubs? Uh, they didn't do too well. Oh, okay. I, I, it was, I was uh, just they, they they did better than expected, but they did not. Uh, they they didn't make the playoffs. It's a rebuilding year. Yeah, it's uh, they're they're going through. I think this is their third rebuilding year. I was going to say, uh, how long has Texas Tech been going through rebuilding year? Texas Tech. Yeah, the first football. Oh, I, I mean that's uh, been the think, excuse. For for thirty well, four years now, well, you know. Listen, th- this year uh, when you're on your third string quarterback, I mean, what what hope do you really have? I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know, when you're on your third string quarterback, that's that's th- probably not good for anybody. Uh, minus Georgia, uh, <laughs> some of the teams that are just absolutely loaded. Uh, if you're on your third string quarterback, usually it's it's not going to be very good. Uh, for uh, for that team. Well, you know, uh, Archie Manning should have come over, and uh, you know he could yeah. have started this year. And uh, yeah, it was a must win for Texas Tech. They uh, they they beat TCU, but uh, oh boy, it's going to be tough for them to make a bowl game. They can still do it, but it's going to be tough can, for them to make uh, a bowl. They're going to have to beat Kansas next week. Yeah, again, who that's going to be tough. I think. Who beat Who beat uh, Oklahoma? Yeah, that's going to be tough going to be very very tough mm-hmm. uh for for uh tech to make it to a bowl game i think uh very 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 tough <laughs> i i think uh, on uh, on that front you got any hey, more berries about, for it how about uh how about this story i thought this is pretty interesting here uh mark cuban is one of the uh you know the uh, sports teams out there mark cuban says that uh, he'd like to see resort casino gambling and is making plans for uh, Texas to be a destination. Yeah, well, uh, you've you've kind of said the same thing. You're kind of a libertarian. You want to see gambling in Texas. Yeah, I'm, we have gambling in Texas. Well, that that's what I don't like is that either do it or don't do it you because mean the lottery? we have the state lottery. We we we, we you have bingo. Uh, you've got you have betting in Texas. It's Can't going do sports on. betting though. They uh, they did yeah. the 
on that you one. You can't do sports betting because, you know, God forbid we allow adults uh, <laughs> to decide what they're going to do with their own money. I mean, that's just absolutely horrible. We can't do that uh, at all. And we can't dare uh, let uh, adults bet on sports, Matt, uh, when, uh, when we have so many other issues plaguing society. Uh, we can't allow this to happen. Yeah, because if we, if we if if we don't allow casino gambling or sports betting uh, in Texas, adults will spend their money wisely. Don't you know that? They'll uh, they'll, they'll only spend their money on their kids. Uh, they will never spend money in excess on alcohol or tobacco or uh, marijuana or, or anything tickets. else. It's just. But once you bring in casinos, that's when the adults say, "Screw the kids," and uh, they throw all their money at the casinos. I mean, that's what happens at Las Vegas, right? I don't think so. I mean, some adults <laughs> do, yeah. But come on, come on with a budget. And, but they're going to do that anyway. It's not the state. Yeah, it's it, in my it's not the state's job to be a nanny and uh, and, and babysit you. If you're an adult, you're an adult, and uh, good luck. You want to bet? So, good luck. Have fun with it. So is be that their fear? It. I mean, what exactly have have the um, you know, like the governor or anybody else come out and said, this is why we don't want it? Uh, one of the reasons has, that there's a, a couple different. You have some that are, go with the religious reasoning uh, be, behind it. Uh, you'll have others who say that it's going to be a, a dramatic increase in the size of government because they got to hire more government workers to enforce stuff. Uh, and it's just going to increase the size and scope of government. And then, then you do have the real thought process that the state's going to look out for people and say, no, it's irresponsible of you to spend this money in this way, which again, it might be not the government's job to dictate how you can spend your money. Well, I, I don't think that uh, if you asked uh, governor Abbott, that he would be like, yes, Texas is a nanny state. No. Uh, and I mean, my, he would be I, completely I against something more open like that. To it than others. Oh, you think so? It, uh, maybe. Uh, I think it's the lieutenant governor who is the one who is wow. uh, absolutely a no on this. Yeah, and he, he keeps it from going very far in the Senate at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. The uh, Dallas billionaire ABC's uh, Shark Tank star has his eyes on a new arena for the Dallas Mavericks of Texas lawmakers would consider allowing resort-style gambling. Cuban has been vocal over the last year about creating a, a change within the state, drawing more people into Texas for the amenities, a potential Las Vegas-like atmosphere. Cuban said, when you think of all the places uh, you want to save up to vacation, Texas isn't one of them, Cuban said. There's no real destination that you save up for. That's a real problem, and I think resort gaming would have a huge impact. I think people come to Texas no, for... I think so. For uh, vacation. I think so, too. I mean, you know, if you're comparing it to Cancun uh, or you're comparing it to a, uh, you know, a, you know, a Caribbean island or something, there's, okay, that might be a little bit different, but people go and visit the Alamo every single day. Uh, they're, they're, they're traveling to Texas for different events, different sporting events, uh, different events that are going on. I, I, you would think that he I, would know that seeing as he owns one of those sporting teams. Yeah, so I don't know if I buy that whole argument that 
nobody comes here for vacations. Yeah, they sure do. Yeah, the, uh, the food they, alone. I mean, come on. Yeah. He said that, uh, Cuban said that, uh, my goal, we'd partner with the Las Vegas Sands. When we build a new arena, it'll be in the middle of a resort and casino. That's the mission. So this is what Cuban is doing, yeah, okay, folks? Is, and I want everyone uh, to really pay attention to what, what, what Mark Cuban wants. And this is why it's very sneaky. It's very smart. But why Mark Cuban, he throws a tantrum about this uh, every now and then. Because Mark Cuban is being very selfish here. Yeah. Uh, Mark Cuban wants a change in the law so he can build a new stadium. That's really what it's all about for Mark Cuban. And by the way, I, I, I am willing to bet, and Matt, what do you think? Cuban doesn't want to throw down all of his own money. No. Well, it's not only just the, the new stadium. I'm sure that if uh, he brings in casino gambling, he's going to get a piece of the pie from the, the Sands Casino. I mean, he's he's already partnering partnering up with them. He's already mentioned their name. Why does he have someone in mind? Why is this not a some casino that I can partner with or something like that? He's already knows exactly who it is. Yeah. In May, the Texas House essentially killed legislation backed by the casino company Las Vegas Sands that would have followed a pathway for the kinds of resorts Cuban is interested in. That, that, that I mean, that's your main reason is because the Las Vegas Sands. What they want to do is they want to come in and they want to build three or four, maybe only three different resorts in Texas. One in Dallas, one in Houston, maybe one uh, like San Antonio or, or San Antonio or Austin. One of those, uh, and, and but only the Las Vegas Sands and maybe one other company would be able to do it, and that's it. Right? They don't want any other competition. Right, and, Which and is by the way, un-Texan. they wouldn't be able to build anywhere else. They, it would have to be along I-35 and East, and so if you're West Texas, you get nothing. You get absolutely nothing from any of this. Yeah, you're screwed. So uh, Cuban, Cuban's hoping that, uh, I guess, the Las Vegas Sands will convince the people who hold the door open at the airport or whatever that, uh, hey, uh, we, need to, uh, we, we need to get... Uh, Casino gambling, because he's not going to be able to convince the lieutenant governor. He's not going to be able to convince. He's got to, I guess, convince people who are uh, traveling to the state or people who are uh, business people. He's got to convince them. Yeah, but and sure. maybe put some pressure on lawmakers. But uh, I don't see it really happening. Why would they partner with him over Jerry Jones? Who? who? Mark Cuban. Why would they want to partner with him over Jerry Jones? Who's who's they? The Las the Vegas Sands. Sands. Well, because Jerry already has a stadium. Mark Cuban wants a new stadium. Well, I know, but if it comes to money and it comes to uh, popularity and it comes to everything else, the Cowboys are much bigger than the the Mavericks. They don't need a stadium. And and you'd probably see partnerships all over it. I mean, there's nothing that says they can't have multiple partners. When it comes to uh, when it comes to sports teams, so you'll probably see a little bit of uh, all of that. But Mark Cuban, he he's just he's trying to pass a new law so he can get a new, new stadium built, and uh, that to me that's not how you do public policy. No, well, but that's been my problem with it from the beginning. Is you're looking at one company wanting to come in and put in their bid 
but you're yeah, leaving out all right of the other companies that could come in. You're leaving all of the other areas, like, as you said, Lubbock, and you're all the small businesses that may want to start up a casino, casino themselves. Yeah, yeah, not a fan, not a fan of it. Uh, Elon Musk says that AI will eventually create a situation where no job is needed. Elon Musk says that artificial intelligence could eventually put everyone out of a job. Could That could happen. Uh, the billionaire technology leader who is CEO of Tesla, SpaceX, CTO, the chairman, executive chairman of X, formerly known as Twitter, owner of a newly formed AI startup, XAI, said late Thursday that AI will have the potential to become the most disruptive force in history, which I can believe that. I'm still, you know, but uh, I mean, the, it's uh, the the idea that you won't have to do work, you won't have to go to work, you won't have to do, is that really healthy? Is that a good thing? No. No, it's not. I mean, uh, I think that that's what a lot of people, if you look at the statistics on men who retire and how well they do compared to those who find something else to do. Yeah. Uh, at the age of 65, I think you'll find out that man and men in general, but a uh, man and woman, but, but men in general are made to have something to focus on, something to do, some work to earn their way. No, I absolutely think that's correct. And I, I think that, uh, you know, it, 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 it builds everybody up. I mean, uh, but you know, uh, again, what we're uh, what we're seeing is that uh, it's going to be more tug at the tug at the heartstrings, that type of deal. I don't know. I, I yeah. I, I I think every I think people because you see sometimes where and this isn't everybody, but you see where some people stop working and maybe they don't have a lot going on. They get sick real easily. Um, they don't have a lot going on for themselves and they kind of fall into a kind of, you know, a bad situation. And, uh, you know, to me, there's never been a time where I'm just like, oh yeah, I just want to stay at home for the next two years and not work. No, that sounds terrible. You know, no, it it does. Now maybe a month, you know, I've had changes place times when I didn't have a job either. I lost my job for one reason or we moved or whatever. And it's like, okay, I get a week off. Great. That is like a vacation. You get to two weeks, you start getting a little bored. You get to, (laughs) you know, three, four weeks and it's like, what the heck is going on? And you just go find a job. Yeah. Now, like when I take off the last two weeks of December uh, at the, at the station, I guarantee you about a week and a half into it, I'm like, all right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's hurry up vacation. Let's go so I can get back on the air and talk about stuff. I, I, I don't think, I think it will, I think AI will, yes, eliminate some jobs, but that doesn't mean you should stop working. It means you need to adapt and go and do something else. I mean, and there's a, there's a list of jobs that AI is going to take first. Yeah. And as it starts taking those, maybe there'll be a change, but I mean, manufacturing jobs, of course, have been taken over by robots for a long time now. That's just been happening. Uh, but then you have your writers, they're being taken over right now. I mean, um, teachers, 
Uh, I mean, the kids are almost impossible to teach anyway right now. You need someone with the patience of a robot to be able to deal with them. Um, So uh, I did a a, a story, and this is about, and I don't know if you're familiar with them uh, from your time in Austin, Alpha. Alpha private schools. I don't know if you heard no. of them or not. No, I never encountered that. So, so Alpha, they've got three campuses uh, in Austin. It's uh, the 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 uh, tuition is forty thousand dollars a year. Oh my goodness! Okay? Yeah, forty thousand dollars a year. But uh, like seventy five percent of their students get uh, some type of financial aid in order to go to that school. So you've got highly mm. motivated students. You got highly motivated parents. You got highly motivated non-teachers they don't have teachers they have what they call guides and the first two hours of the day are spent with ai-based technology teaching kids about what's going on and the kids love it because the ai will be able to determine okay your seventh grader can read on a junior high level right right but that doesn't mean that they need to read stuff that's made for junior, you know, juniors in high in high school. That they don't need to idea. read that stuff. So they up the, you know, uh, the the type of reading uh, or what's in the age appropriate uh, reading that they have, and they kind of they make it they make it where uh, it's engaging for that kid who's on a different level, which is smart because yeah, if you've got someone who is a seventh grader, but they're reading uh, on a a uh, high school level or an 11th grade uh, level, that doesn't mean that that level is necessarily the, the same type of... Uh, Maturity. You know, same, yeah, exactly. And so they're doing, th- they're doing all this, and I think it was KVUE uh, who was doing the news story. They went through, and they saw like some nine-year-olds who were building an Ikea drawer. And after they were done with the IKEA and drawer, that takes a college education they passed. Right there. They, they, they passed that part of the test or oh, whatever okay. it may be. So uh, they have guides in the classroom that kind of guide them in the right direction and what they should be learning, all that kind of good stuff. And you have the AI tool, which teaches the kids. And I went, that's genius. That's it actually, great. It is great because that is the one. I mean, my kids um, read at a, a higher level, but you can't give them you know, college level stuff to read because it's going to get into things like sex. And uh, nowadays you got transgender issues. You got, I mean, you can name all kinds of things that you don't want your kid to get into. You don't want them learning about that at that age. You know, you want to let them, you know, over time be taught about things. Right. And uh, so it's, it's a, very difficult thing when you have a reader at such a high level how do you take them up to that next level without giving them something that's beyond their understanding so this AI technology it adjusts everything and then they'll do quizzes and you have like the uh, artificial intelligence will come up with oh this is George Washington and George Washington will teach you about the questions that were right and wrong and give you other answers that you could have given instead. I, I think it's great. And then they spend the other six hours, Matt. And so they learn two or two hours each day 
on their basic core issues. And then the rest of the hours of the day are spent learning uh, about public speaking, about uh, about having grit, and being able to uh, accept rejection. That's probably, I mean, with today's, I want to say, young people. Yeah. That's pretty important. You have the ugliest looking glass I've ever seen in my life. I would say so, because uh, a lot of kids can't handle rejection these days. Mm-hmm. They just can't. They can't no, handle rejection. Can't. A lot of a lot of adults can't handle rejection. Well, that's something, uh, like my kids, they, they are very sore losers, I will say. And most kids their age are. But having yeah. to teach is that them. Because you, is that because you're an annoying winner? No, 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 no. Wait, that, I don't, I don't, not with me, like even with their siblings. They need to learn... Like the one who wins, yeah. Uh, like uh, the other three are screaming, like <laughs> this is no fun. I don't want to do you know stuff like that. It's like, come on, these are these are the things that we need to teach them, is to not yeah. only be a good winner but to also be a good loser because you can't win everything. True, that's absolutely true, Matt. It's about that time we've been drinking. High West. High Country. High Country. Mm-hmm. Which is a different uh, different uh, uh, offering than what High West is uh, normally putting out. Tell us about it. Um, it's, a, it's an American malt. So, again, it's uh, the I love American malts. But um, this one, this is according to, again, uh, Forbes. It is... Let's see. Uh, I lost my place on here. It's a blend of whiskeys aged between two and eight years. Uh, distilled on the grain, which means the barley is left in during fermentation and dis- during distillation. Um, It's about $80 a bottle on MSRP. Yeah. And let's see. Um, They talk about how other ones in the past have been made. And they said that this one was actually, um, they essentially used second use oak barrels, which is normal for a scotch. But at the same time, they also used brand new charred oak barrels, which is what they use for, uh, bourbon. So you kind of get a mix of that scotch kind of way of making things as well as the bourbon kind of way making things, but it all being a malt. So just uh, just to start out, it it is it hits your tongue very sweet. Um, It does. Yes. And and it's it's very smooth. It's easy to drink. There's I mean, there's hardly a burn in it. It has, in my opinion, it's got a good mouthfeel, but it is not quite as oily or coating or uh, viscous, if you want to use that term, as like a red breast or something like that. That's um, that some of the the longer aged and uh, higher end scotches. Yeah, but I absolutely love it. It reminds me. Of a really maybe a really good Japanese malt, or um, I've had other American malts, and and they have some of that same kind of, of flavoring. They're 
to me, it's uh, you might get a little bit of maybe orange, but not a lot. Yeah. Mostly, you're getting vanillas. You're getting um, a very smooth, maybe like uh, unprocessed sugar, like a sugar cane or something like that. And uh, just uh, there's a little bit of maltiness to it. Um, you know, you know that you're drinking a malted beverage, not just you know your regular bourbon. But I don't have a problem with that. Some of them are like very, very malty. I don't like that. I don't like the smell of them. This does not have that. It smells great. It tastes great. And it's very smooth and easy to drink. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know what else to add. I think you nailed it. I, I mean, it's it's an easy drink. It's not one that it's going to surprise you on, you know, uh, you know oh, man, this is going to be this is going to be tough to get through. No, I mean, it's a great bottle. Uh, you know, again, any, anything high West puts out, you, you almost just go, yeah, I trust it. It's going to be great. Yeah. Cause I haven't had anything bad from high West and this is not me trying to beg uh, high West to send us anything, but if they want to, that's fine. Uh, it's just, I have never had anything bad from high West. Have no. you? No, uh, I will tell you that their campfire is very different from anything else they have. They actually do use a peated scotch and blend it with, I think, a bourbon and uh, another malt or something like that. So High West does have some things that may take you in a direction that people who love whiskey, uh, especially bourbons, may not like. But no, I, I actually enjoy some of those those smoky flavors and stuff. So no, I think that everything they do, they do at a high level and they've done fantastically. You just need to know what you're getting. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a great bottle. It's very, uh, very enjoyable. I think it's easy to find too. It, it, to me, it's not one that you're going to be on a hunt all day for. I will say this. Uh, right now, I could find one in Lubbock. I, I've seen it on some websites. I've seen it available in Lubbock. I have not been able to find one in Nashville, but that's okay because I ha already have a bottle. <laughs> yeah, well, that helps. That's uh, that's a good thing. Yeah, uh, but you know, with these, uh, what do you call it, limited releases from there, um, yeah. the one that we got was the campfire recently. We got it last month. We got three cases. Uh, this one, I expect whenever we get it, We'll get about three cases of it, and that's a high amount for a limited release. I think we did the same oh, thing yeah. with the Rendezvous. Um, and so for a time, it will be easy to get, but when you see it, you need to grab it because it, there may be a time when it's not available because it's all about when yeah. they release it, when it's available, and then it'll go away for you know three, six months, and then it'll come back. Yeah. And... Uh... I don't know. I'm just I. I, I now the midwinter night trams totally different though. You only get one or two bottles per, you know, each uh, each store, and so yeah. when it comes, you may not even see it go out on the shelf. And uh, I, I haven't had that one since I guess '08, but I mean it was. You own it's one. Good. <laughs> it's good. It's good stuff. Uh, that's that's for sure. And uh, in this one, the High West, High Country, uh, very, very, very good. Uh, yeah, I, I would rate this as a, a very, very good. Yeah, I think, uh, like whiskey. I said, it's it's about eighty dollars a bottle. I think it's worth it, especially if you like American malts. 
um, a good American malts. I've had a few bad ones, but you know, for the most part, I am liking seeing that we're getting more of that American malt coming in. And like I said, I like seeing them trying to create a peat kind of flavor with something that's more American. And I've seen it out of Arizona. Oh, yeah. I've seen it out of Texas where they're using mesquite instead of peat. And I think that gives it a much more American kind of barbecue uh, kind of flavor. Uh, let scotch be scotch and let's make our own way with the American malts. That's what I say. I like that. I like that. That's a, You needed that as a t-shirt or something. I, that's a great t-shirt. I think so. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a new t-shirt idea. Uh, let's see. Uh, you could go ahead and pick up uh, that uh, that bottle uh, if you can find it at the stores. Uh, Matt, how much? About how much? What, uh, did you say uh, the worth? I think the MSRP is right around seventy five, eighty dollars. Uh, the one on Forbes said they picked it up for eighty. I think eighty sounds about right. Eighty, eighty five for what uh, we paid for ours. Um, yeah. I've seen it as high as like one twenty. Um, it's really going to be up to you whether you want it or not for that bad. But it it is available. Like I said, sometimes. It's not available other times. So if it's not available, then 120 looks a lot better than when it's available <laughs> yeah. everywhere. Uh, but but $80, I would pick it up all day long. Yeah, uh, abs- uh, absolutely. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, and, of course, uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to uh, this episode of Current and Cast. Tune in this time uh, next week. We'll have another podcast that drops who knows what all we'll be talking about uh, on that podcast. I'm sure, we're drinking be fun though. Uh, we'll be drinking too. Yeah, we don't know what we're going to be uh, having yet, but about midweek or so, Matt and I like to decide. Usually, I get a text from, uh, "What do you want to drink this week?" Exactly. That's usually the text that I get, and uh, lots of ideas going through my head uh, at the uh, at the same time. Enjoy your weekend, and I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, to Current and Cast. Don't forget, you can listen to uh, the Chat HD Show podcast available anywhere you get your podcast. Follow myself and Matt Martin on uh, the X at Chat HD Radio, at Matt Martin Radio. And you can even follow uh, Current and Cast, Current and Cast, uh, right there on social media as well. Uh, enjoy life and cheers.